right, here we go. Hello, everyone. This is Deborah Brown Volkman, podcast host for Wisdom Comes with Wrinkles. And the podcast, the premise of the podcast is getting older in the workplace is not something to be feared. It's something to be embraced. We get older, we have seen things, we have battle scars and wounds, but we've earned every single one of them. And that is wrinkles, right? So wisdom comes with wrinkles. And the goal of this podcast is that uh, guests come on and they share lessons learned that they would like to pay it forward to the next generation. Before I introduce my guests is something I say at the, at the beginning of every podcast is some of you are watching this and some of you are listening. So the, to those of you who are watching the podcast, I have a yellow pad. I like my yellow pad. I take notes. I like to take notes when the guests are speaking. I like to capture things in the moment. I ask them questions based on what I'm writing down. So if you see me looking away, it is because I am looking away. So today, my guest is Ralph Velasco. I have it on my yellow page. He is the chief experience officer, and he's also the founder of the Continental Drifter. Such an amazing, interesting gentlemen. I have conversations with people before the podcast just to talk about the podcast and the lesson that they want to, uh, the lesson they want to pay forward. Um, for, uh, this is from his LinkedIn profile. For more than 14 years, he's had the pleasure of developing more than 200 incredibly travel, in, truly incredible travel experiences for his clients. Um, this man is amazing. And um, he has been all over the world. He's seen an incredible amount of stuff. And we're very, very lucky to have him as our guest today. So, Ralph, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Deborah. I appreciate it. All right. So 200, 200 places, and I'm sure there's more places. So so what is it about the work that you do that you just really, truly enjoy? I love to. Uh, I've always been a traveler. Uh, since high school, I've traveled internationally uh, on my own or with small groups, and uh, I've always enjoyed going to these wonderful places and bringing back photographs and stories and experiences and the memories of meeting people around the world and learning from them and um, just having conversations with people and learning, getting different perspectives about life. So that's what I enjoy the most about travel and, and then sharing that with my clients, yes. going to these amazing places and then being able to bring uh, small groups back to experience those same things, meet those same people, do those same activities that, that I did. Yes. I mean, you not only do you take up pictures, right? You have a travel blog, you have a YouTube channel, um, you know, that's a, it's such a, it's a tremendous, tremendous amount of work. It really is. And then when you and I were speaking, you were, you were saying that you find these places that not everybody knows about and you, and you create like these, these interesting and different I experiences. So I, I know I, as I'm saying this, I I'm thinking about four different things, but like, did you start there? Like, did you start saying, this is where I want to go? Or was it something that un unfolded over time? Yeah, I usually uh, arrange my trips to places that I'm interested in traveling. Either they're places that I've been to before, and I, you know, I'd love to bring a group back, or they're a place that I'm interested in, and then I go there and I scout it on my own with the local tour operator, 
And then I decide if I want to bring a group back, which I almost always do if I'm, if I'm to that point. And um, so, you know, just that idea of sharing these places and doing these incredible things, eating the most interesting foods and stuff, and then sharing that and seeing the place through my client's eyes, to me, that's the big payoff. That's great. Now, like, do you have, do you have a certain criteria or certain things that you, you look for? In what the destination? Yes, in the destinations, definitely. Yeah, um, I'm always looking for uh, very culturally rich destinations, places. Uh, I, I I'm a third generation restaurateur, so I've owned restaurants in the past. Uh, I eat three meals a day, so I, I, I try <laughs> to incorporate food into my trips as much as possible because I think that's such a big part of travel. After people, it it's the food, you know, and so um, I try to look for places that have a rich uh, food culture, uh, interesting, uh, you know, getting people out of their comfort zone. Yes. And, uh, but, you know, not so much so that it's, uh, you know, like some, you know, huge expedition, but, uh, you know, but uh, the, the, you know, the getting off the beaten path and, and introducing people, we, you know, of course they have to do some of the the more let's call them touristy things like okay. uh, in Cambodia. Uh, it's not on top of everyone's list of places to go, but it's one of my favorite destinations. And if you go to Cambodia, you kind of have to go to, to Siem Reap, which is where Angkor Wat is. It's the largest religious complex in the world. And, um, you know, that's a place that people go that far. They're probably going to want to see that. But I also love to do little tuk-tuk adventures and we just, I rent tuk-tuks for people and we go out into the countryside and see what we can see. And to me, those are the best experiences. That's fun. So is that your favorite, is that your favorite place? Is Cambodia your favorite place? It's, it's, I, I always say that it's very difficult for me to name, you know, the number one place, but Cambodia is always in the top three and the other two change quite a bit. You know, they, they, they change, but Cambodia seems to stay in that top three. All right. So what's two or three for the moment? For the moment, uh, Republic of Georgia is fantastic. Yeah. Armenia, I've always loved Spain. Right, and so, what and, and what and what what is what is it about Spain that you, that you really uh, resonate with? Yeah, Spain was the first trip I told you that when I was in high school. I t I I took some trips. So in high school, at fifteen, I studied in Spain. It was really my first sort of trip without my family and you know, parents and stuff. Uh, so I went with my high school and I studied in Madrid. And so I was just hooked on international travel, Europe, Spain. Um, I have a Spanish heritage, so I speak Spanish. So, uh, and I just, I always call Spain the other Italy. <laughs> and now Portugal is the other Spain, if you okay. ask me. But uh, yeah, they're, Italy and Tuscany <laughs> seems to get all the, get all the press, but Spain is just as beautiful, just as gorgeous hill towns and food and people. And oh, it's just wonderful. It sounds wonderful. So are you, are you ever afraid to travel by yourself? No, almost ah. never. I, I can't. Yeah. Thank goodness. I, I don't have any like bad stories or anything. I, I don't even think I've ever, you know, been, uh, you know, that scared on a trip for any reason, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I've, I've always had pretty good luck. And I think that comes with preparation. So the more prepared you are, uh, you know, you got to be street smart, of course, and just, 
you know, do what you would do in your own hometown to, for safety. Okay. And that's going to fix 99% of the problems anywhere else. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yes, because you get to see different things. You get a different perspective. You know, part of the work that I do, I'm a career coach. I've branded myself a career optician, which is having a new pair of glasses, a new a new lens that you can see your career differently. And when you see things differently, then um, there's possibility to that. You know, and I always like taking a trip, but I always like coming back. You know, like I like going and I'm excited, but also like coming back because I just feel like I'm a different person. I have a different perspective. It gets me out of gets me out of my day to day. Like travel really, truly is a wonderful thing. It's absolutely the best education you could you could have for yourself or your children or anyone else. And like I said, when I was 15 and I I went to Spain for the first time to talk about, you know, eye opening and just revelation of you know wow there's such a an interesting world out there and uh you know i want to know more about it i want to see more of it and be more exposed to it and these different perspectives and everything that's so. exciting that's really exciting all right so now let's talk about your lesson so your lesson is it's not what you look at it's what you see so what do you you know why is that an important lesson for you yeah, I think you have to really think about that saying. It's not what you look at, it's what you see. Um, because it's it's kind of nuanced. But, uh, you know, when we look at something, we're constantly looking at something, um, you know, when our eyes are open, obviously. And But what are we actually seeing? What are we focusing in on? What are we interpreting with our brain? What are, you know... That to me is the difference between looking at something because, you know, right now I'm looking past the screen here and I'm, as I speak, you know, there's this curtain on the window and I'm looking yeah. at it, but I'm not focusing in on it because I'm talking and I'm thinking about something else. But if you, you know, focus in on something and really see it, that's a, a whole different story because that then to me, that's the brain sort of. Uh, you know, taking that in, um, understanding it or trying to, and, uh, you know, it's part of your thought process where when we often, when we just go through life, we're driving, you know, we're, we're kind of just looking at stuff and we're playing with the radio we're texting, which we shouldn't be doing, <laughs> but, uh, you know, those are, those are kind of things that we do almost behind the scenes or, uh, what do you call it? Uh, subconsciously, you know, we're doing a lot of different things subconsciously, but when we think about them, when we actually focus in and see something, it's a completely different story. Yeah. Is that, is that, is what's good about travel because it's a new environment. Cause what you're talking about is being on autopilot. Like I'm just going, exactly. like, I, like I'm in the car with my husband and he'll forget to turn. He's not turning because he, he never turns. He usually goes this way. So we're not really thinking about it. I mean, autopilot is good because it, it saves our brain. And how many decisions can you make in a day anyway? We get decision fatigue. But yeah. when you go somewhere new, it's like, it's like you're a, a kid and you look around and I, you know, that's, that's when, that's when you change. That's when you change like your DNA, your core, your soul, you, you, you have the opportunity to be you know, a different person. Yeah, it's a really good point. And I think uh, perhaps what you're referring to is it's almost like a reset. You know, you're in this new environment that resets you because when you are in a familiar environment, like at home, you're kind of just going through things unconsciously or 
subconsciously i always get those mixed up um, <laughs> oh, they're all the same thing yeah, yeah. but like you said you're on autopilot you know because you've seen and done all these things before but when you go to a new environment you're kind of reset it's it's almost like the people that uh they take these cold bath plunges to kind yes. of reset their bodies it, it yeah it kind of just gives you almost like a smack in the face to say, hey, look at this, you know, focus on this, think about this, uh, and don't just go through it subconsciously. That's so. right, right? And that's being, being in the moment. We spoke before about even when you're on a trip, if you're going like this, when I have my phone in front of me, if you have your phone in front of you, you're taking pictures, you're not really present. You are not in the moment. Absolutely. And, and one thing I say is that, uh, travel so i teach travel photography and to me travel photography is different because uh as a travel photographer you you have to be a, a jack of all genres and master of some hmm. meaning that you know there are landscape photographers portrait photographers food photographers they specialize in these different types of photography but a travel photographer has to be pretty good at all these different genres or types of photography because you want to come back with a well-rounded set of images to show your friends and family not just all landscapes or all portraits and so um, I say that travel photography is two words so spend as much time traveling as you are photographing yes because sometimes uh, especially on photo workshops which I don't do workshops my trips are very casual photography is a part of the trip but sometimes uh, we find ourselves with our eye up to the viewfinder for two weeks of a trip and that's all we saw was the, you know the place through the viewfinder of our camera well I'm a huge proponent of putting the camera down and then just taking it in experiencing the place and not seeing it through the lens of a viewfinder and, uh, you know, get those pictures so that you have those long lasting memories that you can print out and show to people. But you also want to have the, you know, the mental memories for your own sake. Yes. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of pressure to, to always have to be getting good photographs and stuff. Take it in, get a cup of coffee. I, I, I always talk about just uh, doing things that you would normally do at home when you're traveling and that's things like maybe getting your nails done or getting a haircut or you know going grocery shopping doing sort of normal things that also kind of resets you yes yes because you feel like you're at home there's like a little bit of home but away from home you know you said something before about the eyes i wrote eyes can be your best camera right yeah. the mental pictures those are the memories those are the memories. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and they do fade over time, especially long time. That's why it's nice to have the photographs, but have both. You know, if you just have photographs, then you probably don't have too many memories. But if That's you true. just have memories, then you those do fade. So it's 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 a balance. Yeah. So you need a little bit of both. So yeah. I so I wanted to ask you, you um, you do a lot. Like we, as we said earlier, you do the travel blog, you do the YouTube channel, you, do, you offer travel advice, travel and photography tips, destination highlights, guys, interviews. So, um, and it's targeted towards, you know, Gen X and baby boomers. And, you know, now we have a whole up, up and coming, uh, you know, up and coming generation that also is going to be very interested in traveling. Are there certain topics that you get more interest 
or more more questions like in, in advice like what are some things that people ask you about advice wise well when it comes to travel i you know i i, I get asked a lot you know what's your best travel tips or best photo tips and things like that and um you know, for travel tips, I mean, it's, uh, I, I tend to pack somewhat heavily okay. because, and you may not think that because I'm fairly experienced traveler, but uh, the reason I do is that I'm often on the road for two or three months at a time. And, you know, as much as I'd like to just get around with a, a carry-on bag, I don't want to wear those same five shirts or those same five pairs of underwear for mm -hmm. two months at a time. I like to swap things out, different pair of shoes, maybe some jeans, you know, so mix it up. But that's, that's a, a, you know, but for a short trip, I always try to just carry on and be as light as possible. Um, but, uh, you know, with, with, uh, so those are, those are some, uh, you know, just, that's a very simple type of, uh, travel advice. Um, I also like to pack things in, uh, you know, those, those little bags that you get with sheet sets. Yes. 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 Stuff. I, I, those, I, I always, I hate to throw away things that are still good and reusable and you can repurpose. So I take those small little bags. They've got a nice zipper on them. They're usually clear and they make great packing crate, uh, packing cubes. And, you know, you can go out and buy those for $30 for the set of three or something, or you could just reuse them from a sheet set that you, you know, had or something. And so I, I like to reuse things, uh, save a little bit of money and feel like I'm, you know, helping the environment by reusing, repurposing stuff. I love it. So buy sheets. So people walk away, <laughs> buy sheets, you know, and it is interesting that a lot of your questions are very practical, very practical. Uh, so oh, yeah. it's all, it's almost like people know they're going to go away and have a good time, but it's like, you know, what, do, what do I do? What's the practicality around it? Exactly. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So is there anything that you would like to say before we wrap up this interview? Um, you know, I think with, uh, we had talked about it a little bit earlier, but again, that attention span and, and uh, you know, people just looking at their phones or their iPads or their computers all day long. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like putting those devices down and just yeah. now taking it in with your brain. So um, to me that that's, that's my best advice, you know, be here now and be sure to see those things that are important when you're looking. Yeah. When you're looking. Yes. I love it. I like that. It's a mix, right? Cause you can take your photos, enjoy your photos, but it's not all photos and, and right. it's not all memory. It's a little bit of both. That's okay. right. All That's right. right. So how, how can our listeners find you? What's the best way to find you? Yeah, so uh, you, I've got uh, three different websites. I'm trying to bring them into one, but uh, okay. continentaldrifter.co is okay. my uh, kind of hub website that I'm trying to bring everything under. But if you'd like to look at my trips, there's photoenrichment.com. Uh, those are the more photography-based trips, but don't let that scare you. I get people with no cameras at all that come on those trips and just learn to see because uh, who doesn't want to be in the right place at the right time with fewer crowds. And uh, you know, that's when the locals are out. I like to get out early when the locals are out. Uh, there's also a la Campania experiences. These are trips that are more based around the Mediterranean 
right now they're uh, France, Spain, Portugal, and Puglia, Italy. Okay. I'm adding to those trips. Um, so uh, that's where people can find me. If uh, anyone wants to reach out via email, you can email me at ralph at photoenrichment.com. Okay. And certainly look for me at Ralph Velasco on almost any social network. Uh, certainly Facebook, love to, you know, get any friend requests over there. All right. That's, that sounds wonderful. I want to thank you. I said this was going to be an inter great interview and this was such a great interview. I'm so I'm, I'm ready for my next trip. All right, let's go. <laughs> Life's too short not to travel. Let's Life do it. Is, yes. I'm going to write this down. Life is too short not to travel. I love it. Yes. Right. There's always a reason not to. There's so many more reasons too. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So I just want to say thank you very much for being here. Um, this has been, this is Deborah Brown Volkman, podcast host of Wisdom Comes with Wrinkles. I want to thank you so much for spending time with us today, watching this interview or listening to this interview, and I will see you next time.